0: You're listening to the Joint Practices Podcast. Dad,
1: who am I named after? You're named after my favorite thing in the world, son. Winner.
2: With your host, Sean Lamont. I was waiting for
0: woo, 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 caddy,
2: woo. Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you.
0: And Elijah Arnold. I'm going to
1: tell you a worse story than that right now. <laughs> I literally poured milk. On to my testicles.
0: Are you excited, girl?
1: I'm so excited, girl.
0: Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. Yo! Welcome back. To the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans. That's fans like me. I'm your host, Elijah Arnold, on Twitter at. No, just kidding. It's your host. <laughs> Your boy, Sean Lamont on Twitter, at 11thegoat, it is episode 155, we are post-NFL Draft at this point, we are officially in the dead season. Uh, not much gonna happen from now until camp at the end of July, and then not much gonna happen from then until football games, preseason games. So, it's weird season, it's the dead season. We're going to talk a little bit of football, but then we're going to get weird because that's what we do here on the Joint Practices podcast. So let's welcome in the boys with the hats on the heads. Defending the North on the Twitter bird at the Knox says, You know him as the OG Olive Garden Pimp. Mr. Stupid Sticky Steve Knox, would it be?
2: Yeah, yeah. I learned something disturbing today uh, as we bring in. Our other co-host, Elijah, I found out today, Vader doesn't say, Luke, I am your father. He says, no, I am your father. That's correct. correct.
1: It's up there in the great great misquotes of all time. They misquote Yoda in that movie as well. Uh, Another noted example is, uh, play it again, Sam. Never says that in Casablanca. So (laughs) it just proves that we're all
0: stupid. And that lovely voice you are hearing is, of course, the worst of all time. Mr. Elijah Arnold on the Twitter bird at Elijah Worst the who the who the whoed Elijah the Woat.
1: only switched it six months ago. No big deal.
0: I know, a little brain fat. <laughs> Way better than wrong Elijah. That was a terrible name. <laughs> that was pick the one. wrong. I don't want to pick one. For you. Pick one. All right, the boys, we're here. Tomorrow is May the fourth, and if you make a May the fourth be with you joke, I will punch you in the mouth let's talk a little football because the draft happened for better or for worse in my opinion the first round was incredibly exciting the rest of the draft was rather lackluster so um in very important news we are 12 weeks in now to the zacker trade is imminent you'll be traded at any time now um it was said he would be traded by the time the draft happened then he would be traded during the draft and by the end of the draft there's no way he's an eagle zacherts is still a philadelphia eagle now some are speculating they're not gonna trade him until june 1st to save extra cap (sighs) couldn't we just said that from the beginning and then we wouldn't have to sit here every week and say zacherts is still an eagle
1: yeah we could have but the we'd have financials of, about. Of, of football contracts are such as if you don't get a big haul for someone, it doesn't make sense to trade them until the start of, or well, until after June 1st. So, you know, if it was going to be a six round in this year's draft or whatever, and I'm not saying that's what it should be, just speculating. Um, it doesn't make sense to do it now. Cause you can pick that up during, during training camp probably and save yourself however many millions of dollars. So
0: I also so, yeah. think eight, he- during training camp, you know, if you can't get him for some substantial draft pick choice or whatever, I could see it as like a player for player trade, like some sort of veteran on another team who's maybe on the outs, but they can't cut him because a contract, maybe they're a corner. Su- they're super Aaron rare, Rodgers. but it could happen. Zach Hertz for Aaron Rodgers straight up. Who says no?
1: Um, Probably
2: well, Brian Gutenkoos
0: well look at him he doesn't know what he's doing he name. wants jordan love over aaron Rodgers.
2: no oh, he said he doesn't want to trade aaron Rodgers. he doesn't want to be that gm that trades aaron Rodgers. It's yeah he doesn't want to, to be
0: the gm to help him either
2: no oh, that's been very evident
0: <laughs> although i give the packers credit they did finally draft him a receiver amari rogers it wasn't the third round but the guy has a lot of potential so good for him But let's talk about the JPP teams because Steven's not here to talk about the Packers, so we move on. Let's talk about the draft classes in particular. Um, I want to know what you guys think about your own draft class as well as each other's. So we'll start with the Eagles because they had the first pick of the first round between our teams. And thank God, if you listened to the last episode, I was minorly hyped. I was kind of excited Devontae Smith and I have clear clarified it is spelled Devonta it is pronounced Devontae so from now on he will be Devontae Smith on the podcast the wide receiver from Alabama the Heisman Trophy winner the one guy I wanted we got him I don't know what kind of miracle this was but got one of the best receivers in the draft I couldn't be happier the rest of the draft class, though, I mean, they took a guy, the center from Alabama, Landon Dickerson, in the second round. The guy has two ACL tears, two ankle reconstructions. He's coming off a lot of injuries for a team that said they wanted, you know, to focus on you know, healthy players and young players. Howie Roseman has continuously said players that have multiple injuries are more likely to get injured. And then he takes this guy 37th overall, which I mean, the guy's a top 10 pick if he doesn't get hurt. So I see with the potential, but it still makes me a little nervous, especially with some of the corners that were on the board. Um, then from there, they took a defensive tackle out of Louisiana Tech. I do like the corner they took from Texas Tech in the fourth round, Zach McPherson. He looks pretty cool. His whole family is like athletes, professional athletes. And then the last guy I even know, really know anything about was drafted in the fifth round. It's Kenneth Gainwell. He's the running back from Memphis. Uh, This guy was so good in 2019. He opted out for COVID last year, but he was so good in 2019. He was the reason that Memphis played Antonio Gibson at receiver. So I like the the potential. He's going to come in as a third, fourth running back and maybe, you know, we have uh, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, one-two punch by the end of the year. So other than that, I don't really know much about the other guys on the roster other than what I've heard from the podcast I've listened to the last couple days. So with that being said, I gave this draft class for the Eagles surprisingly a B because the first-round yeah. first round pick is a home run. That I mean, if we're judging first-round grades, I give them an A. But the rest of the uh, draft... They didn't reach for positions they needed for, you know, surprisingly, they stuck to their board. They didn't really need, you know, another offensive lineman, but they valued Dickerson where he was and what he could be. So, you know, I give him props for sticking to their board and not, you know, letting the owner say, hey, you need to draft a quarterback in the second round. So, you know, it's a B for me. We'll see how these guys pan out
1: yeah i mean i obviously haven't studied it as much as you but i'd put it right in a B as well Uh, i do remember watching uh the first round and it was coming up to the eagles pick and in our group chat i kept saying terrible things like oh he's gonna do it to you again someone go find sean it's not gonna be okay oh he's gonna do it and then he ended up picking your guy so i was very happy for you i was also surprised because i thought for sure that he was going to do it to you again. And I was going to struggle with that because part of me was going to laugh very hard. And then the other part would have felt bad for my friend, but I'm glad that you got your guy this year.
0: Can you imagine if the pick was fields though?
1: I honestly thought it was I, the whole time. I was like, he's going to pick fields. That's that's what's going to happen. When
0: they traded up, I was like, oh my god! if they traded up for the last tackle or fields, I, I was like, I said at work, I said, I'm buying a Viking set. I'm done. See ya. Which I wouldn't have done, but you know, it was funny to say.
2: I uh, still had to pinch myself the morning after the fact that the Cowboys traded with the Eagles to let them go pick the guy they want that they got to play twice a year. So.
0: Yeah. Did you hear the reasoning? They made the deal with the Eagles because they felt the ca- uh, the Giants are closer to competing and more threatening. Maybe you, this
2: year, but over the course of their career, you think? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought the Giants had one of the best drafts of anybody, uh, this year, even without, you know, actually having their own pick because they end up trading that 11th pick to Chicago who took Justin Fields, but Dave Gettleman moves back multiple times. Uh, he's never traded back before in his tenure as GM and, uh, like 55 no, got,
0: straight picks before he traded back.
2: Yeah, and I, I think they got, you know, some real quality guys and um except for Kadarius Tony. I don't like well, that pick. I don't I didn't love it, but I think if anything else, this gives them the opportunity to go, "Hey, if Daniel Jones can't get it done with these quality playmakers around him, we know next year it's time that we move on and we'll, we'll figure out the quarterback position." So at least that shores up something, you know, for their future, because Jesus Christ, like (laughs) the guys that they have and, you know, the money they've spent on free agents, you have to be successful (laughs) with that group of uh, talent around you.
0: You know, what's funny, too, is say Daniel Jones can't cut it and they can go into next year thinking, wow, we got two first round picks. Well, guess what? If Jalen Hurts doesn't cut it, here comes the Eagles with three first round picks so they can jump them again. (laughs)
2: would be interesting wouldn't it all right so steve how about them vikes yeah we talked about the uh them trading back uh with the jets jets take elijah vera tucker which is the pick that i thought was going to happen there i only thought minnesota would make it you trade down draft uh christian derisov from virginia tech uh tackle the guy you're hoping plays opposite, you know, Brian O'Neill and shares up the tackle position. Um, Again, pick was good because it was a need, but I still don't understand why you don't just, you know, stay pet and (laughs) pick the guy, but
0: either way. Well, did you see the report that came out today that the Vikings were interested in fields if he made it to them at 14?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I was curious. As he started to slide down the board, if it if he ends up getting to the Vikings pick or there's rumors out there that the Vikings tried to call the Giants and trade up to that number 11, uh, but the Bears outbid him or whatever. Um, Can you imagine? Know, it, would, it would have been interesting. <laughs> that would have made well, the I draft mean, insane. The way I see it, there's really, I mean, a lot of these quarterbacks, maybe even all of them are still, you know, projects coming into the NFL, but I think, you know, Justin being able to come to Minnesota and sit for the last couple of years, of Kirk Cousins contract before they, you know, really give him an opportunity would have been beneficial. Maybe he still has that opportunity in Chicago because Nick Foles and Andy Dalton are there, but um, yeah, it would have, you know, would have been exciting. Instead, they got their quarterback of the future in the second round by drafting Kellen Mond. Who fucking hates Minnesota. <laughs> he did tweet that out like five uh, years ago.
0: When Steven sent that to the group chat the other day, whatever it was, I just shook my head and I was like, okay, we're at the search everybody's old tweets part of the process. Yep. You know, I, fucking stupid. I hate that. If you have social media, you should delete everything right now. I
1: don't even care what you're doing. Just delete it.
0: Yeah. Especially if you're a professional athlete. Because you probably said something stupid at some point
1: even close to the draft or playing any sort of professional sport, delete everything. Just, just go, just go do it. How are they not being told that?
0: Yeah. Start a new one, Good a question. brand new one with zero tweets. And it just says, I like everybody. Yes. <laughs> All right, Steve, how about a uh, second, third, fifth, ninth? What else did uh, they have for picks?
2: Well, Kellen Mond was the third round pick. They had uh four third rounds, three fourth rounders. Um, you know, a linebacker from uh, North Carolina, Chaz uh, Surritt, who's going to be, you know, a depth piece for them. Some guy that, you know, he'll come in, probably play some of Eric Wilson's uh, position snaps. Um, I Good thought, words. you know, going in and uh, drafting Wyatt Davis, who's going to be playing guard for them. Uh, he's from the Ohio State University. Um Again, you got there saw Wyatt sure up the uh, left side of the line. They took care of a, a lot of needs in this draft, I felt like. And for me, after looking through the draft class and looking at the roster, I was like, they got ten million dollars to spend now and I don't really see a place that they have to spend, you know, to fill a hole other than, you know, if somebody's gonna get injured. So maybe they can take that money and make Daniel Hunter a little happier or Brian O'Neill yeah, a little happy. True, yeah, would be nice. You brought up Wyatt Davis, right? Yes, I did. that's what I was just talking about.
0: Yeah, Wyatt Davis, whose dad played Alvin Mack in one of the greatest football movies of all time, The Program. He was also
2: in uh, Little Big League. Good stuff. Yep. Yeah, um, and then after that, draft defensive end from Pittsburgh, Patrick Jones the second,
0: Patty um, J two.
2: This guy looks like a hybrid of Daniil Hunter and Everson Griffin, so could be exciting to uh, help improve an otherwise non-existent pass rush for the Vikings last year. Uh, and they only they also, had a
0: guy like Yannick Ngakwe.
2: I know they did for six games. I'm pretty Dummies. sure he still leads the team in sacks uh, for 2020. So, <laughs> uh, next pick was uh, running back. I don't know if his first name is Keene, Keeney, Keeney in Wangyu. Bless you. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Every from everything that I read, like coming into the draft, they were saying this guy is a running back from uh, Iowa State and he's the sleeper that you want your team to draft. And so he's he's like, so uh, maybe this is a Mike Boone replacement. Um, Where did he go? Uh, yeah, I think he's still with the team. I think it's just a. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm forecasting into the future here. Uh, also, all right, <laughs> yeah, uh, drafted cornerback uh, from Cal, uh, Cameron Bynum. Don't know if you saw his video after he got drafted, but he runs into his backyard, pulls the Vikings flag off his, uh, off his porch. You know, he's got all the team flags hanging there. And grabs the Vikings flag, drapes it over his shoulders, and. Runs down the dock to the water, and all his friends are lined up there with their hands up. He runs through the tunnel of all his friends and then gets to the edge of the dock, turns around and backflips into the water. <laughs> Had that planned out pretty well. Yeah. So uh, he's going to get know. fined. Yeah. This is a, uh, <laughs> it's a another good depth piece, I feel like. Um, some uncertainty at cornerback with uh, Jeff Gladney's off the field issues. The Vikings opted not to pick up the fifth year option on Mike Hughes today. So, cornerbacks position that Mike Zimmer loves a lot. They declined Mike Hughes' option? Yep, they did. Uh, Injuries, probably the reason they don't want to take that gamble. Mike Hughes for Zach Ertz. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, good piece there. Uh, Also, draft defensive end, uh, Janarius Robinson from. Florida State. Don't know much about him. Uh, Pick up a potential wide receiver three, Amir Smith-Marset from Iowa. Everything I've read about him is he's going to be a big playmaker uh, over the middle for the Vikings. So could be fun. Also pick up a tight end, Zach Davidson. Um, And the final pick they made was uh, Patrick Jones's teammate, Jalen Twyman from uh, Pittsburgh defensive lineman guy looks like a monster and uh he was very excited i saw the video of uh spielman talking to him on the phone and basically as soon as he picked up the phone and he said you ready to be a minnesota viking and he just started bawling his eyes out So was mm-hmm. like, he was so sad
0: the phone
2: and he's like send a pick in and he's like i'm gonna start crying myself <laughs> I love the draft reactions. It's so good. Oh, man.
0: Yep. So, uh, draft grade. What did you give the Vikings?
2: I'd say, you know, it's it's a solid B, you know, right in the middle of the B grades. I see people grading this draft for them as, like, they were the 28th best draft in the league out of 32 teams and all this stuff. And I was like, man, they literally drafted exactly for need and, you know, boost spots that they have issues in if guys stay healthy, you have a, you know, your left side of your offensive line, you have a lot of depth here. And like I mentioned before, I just don't see a spot in the roster right now where I'm like, they definitely need to do something because they've signed uh, undrafted free agents at kicker, punter and long snapper. So let the special teams, uh, you know, battles begin, but uh, I don't, I don't see why is such a negative grade for it. or It's probably just because they drafted Kellen Mond in the third round.
0: Now, with the Vikings draft, I like what they did with Barmore. I wish they would have stayed and taken Vera Tucker. No, Darasaw, not Barmore. I, I get those two mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still like him for Minnesota. I said it last week. He's still a good pick. Uh, I just wish they would have stayed where they were. Overall... Yeah, I think- I think they did what they needed to do by they're one of those teams that fills needs without reaching like they're not afraid to just dump ass out. That was my freaking finger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, they're not afraid to dump assets into the trenches. They're always investing in offensive line and defensive line. And, it, you know, they have a lot of misses, but they take a lot of shots because it, those Both sides of the line in the trenches are the most important positions outside of your quarterback half the time. So I'm right there with you. It's around the B ish for me as well.
2: Yeah. I I mean, that's exactly it. Like the, I've seen the, you know, the writers are like, oh, well, you know, they got a lot of project players. Isn't every fucking player in the draft considered a project? Like, (laughs) what are we talking about here? I mean, if you're going to, you know, you miss hundred yep. percent of the shots you don't take, right? Michael Scott said that. And so if you're not willing to take a risk on a guy like <laughs> Kellen Mond to potentially be the next quarterback of your franchise, then I don't know. I don't know who they're banking on taking over that position. But
0: And you know what? If they hadn't taken a quarterback, people would be ripping them for not taking a quarterback.
2: Oh, I can't wait. Week one, as soon as you know Kirk Cousins throws his first incompletion, they're gonna be like Pop in. Well, especially if his first incompletion goes to the other team.
1: That, technically, that's an interception, then, <laughs>
0: not an incompletion. Uh, it still goes as a 0 for 1 on the stat sheet, so technically it is. How about the Patriots, Mr. Elijah Arnold? Well, 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 well. I should
1: become a draft analyst because it turns out my prediction of Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Five times was exactly correct, uh, so I guess I'm a genius. I am told you that for years. Thrilled, uh, and not just because they got their quarter. I'm, I'll talk about Mac in a second. the The biggest thing I'm happy about is, at no point during this draft, did they take a completely unrated safety in the second round. Like, at no point did the uh, people on the draft network go who like when uh, uh, they took, uh, what was it? Jordan something from Stanford. Uh, and they were just like, I don't think we have any tape of him. And that was in the second round.
2: And they're like, we don't know who this
1: is. So that was a good start. Um, Mac Jones is the first round thrilled with it.
0: Mac Jones, but well, you are in a rare breed of Patriots well, fans who actually like that pick which is why you're on the podcast, because you are in a rare breed who understands football and can have a conversation without, but we want how many Hubamals? So,
1: Justin Fields very well manned at being a better quarterback. He's certainly more athletic and probably has more upside. Well, definitely has more upside if you look at uh, natural ability. Uh, that being said, the Patriots played pretty successfully with a quarterback that didn't have any of those tools uh in terms of physical attributes for for 20 years so i don't give a shit that mac jones can't run he can walk pretty fancy like when he gets drafted you see
2: his little strut in there who vince mcmahon pretty, jr yeah exactly He looked a lot like bill pelichick walked walk uh walking into uh the lions stadium there the yeah the thanks so really he using. just
1: struts down and he does that and He does a little whisper to get, I can't talk, to Goodell. It's like, uh, uh, don't tell anyone this is what I wanted. And it's like, all right. (laughs) probably lying, but I don't give a shit. (laughs) So, you know, I'm thrilled with the first-round pick of Mac Jones at 15. Didn't have to move up. Didn't, you know, throw away any future draft capital. Uh, You know, I know Bears fans are super happy if we didn't move up, and they did, and then, you know, I'm happy for them. If you look at failure rates on first-round quarterbacks, they're super high. So if you've got five quarterbacks in this draft, like everyone's talking today, like there's five good starters in the league again, and there's there's not. Yeah, this least, happens every time. At least two of them will fail, like yeah. fail, fail. And, and they, uh, Josh one, Rosen or, style. Exactly. One or two will probably be fine. And then, you know, they'll probably be. But it's so hard to say. So I think Mac Jones fits the Patriots system very well. Um, he's not going to run around. I don't care about that. He's not going to bomb it super deep. I really don't care about that either. If he comes in and he, he, he runs the offense, you know, who knows if he's even going to play it down this year, but I was super happy with who they took at 15. Uh, I mean, people, some people were saying he was going to go three, like literally we didn't know it was going to be Trey Lance or Mac Jones at Mm -hmm. three. And then the Patriots got him at 15. So if the 49ers took him at three, you know, to me, that's a little that's pretty high, but at 15, happy with it. Uh rest of the draft, uh Christian Barmore out of Alabama, thrilled with that pick. Uh yeah,
2: that was one of the better picks in the draft.
1: They traded a couple fourths to move up, uh, eight spots and grab him. And I at first was like, geez, that's kind of a lot just to move eight spots, but thrilled with it. Uh Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma, I you know, third round. Edge rusher. Maybe he'll be something. Maybe he'll be Chase Winovich or Josh Uche, which is, he'll be fine. Uh, the one that I am surprisingly very happy with uh, is, I'm going to butcher his name, uh, Mr. Stevenson from Oklahoma in the fourth <laughs> round. <laughs> um, Patriots already have a pretty deep uh, stable of running backs. That being said, I don't trust Sony Michelle at all. Uh, Damien Harris looked great last year, but Stevenson has been described as like uh, what battering ram and 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 violent runner and uh, everything you want
0: to hear. Exactly.
1: Not so if if you give it to him, he's not going to Lawrence Maroney around. There's a callback. He's not going to dance and dance and get tackled. Apparently he's straight ahead. You know,
0: didn't Lawrence Maroney kill somebody? No, that was Aaron Hernandez. Well, I know that, but isn't Maroney in jail for something? No. Wasn't he drug charges or something?
1: I thought that was Brennan Merriweather. I, no, I'm not going to say anything because if I'm wrong, we can Look get it sued. up. Look it up. I'm doing my draft
2: review. Hold on. Hey, the Bruins. Just clinched the playoff spot.
1: And then five, six, six, and 7. You know, who knows? Linebacker, safety, tackle, wide receiver. Maybe they'll make the team. Maybe they won't. It's really. uh
0: Sometimes you feel like not. even
1: further down there. If you're getting upset about like a sixth round pick, you're kind of barking up the wrong tree because it most of the time doesn't matter at all. So overall I am thrilled. All right. So your uh, draft grade for the whole squad. I'd go with an A minus. I don't think it's an A. It's definitely not an A plus, but I give it above a B. You kind of have to grade it on a scale too, because they're not, picking until 15. Uh so obviously same with you guys, not picking right at the top, but I, you know, I thought they picked talented players. There was nothing that really jumped out as a crazy one this year, which is rare.
0: And I am I'm I'm very happy with it. So I'm going A minus. Yeah, the you know it's odd because usually I know a lot about prospects deep into the later rounds. But you know, due to COVID this year and Weird seasons, a lot of opt-outs. There's a lot of guys that I just I don't know anything about these guys. And most of those guys Patriots drafted. (laughs) Because I don't know much about any I know Barmore and Mac Jones. And if I'm just going on those two guys, I mean, for what the Patriots need, you know, I'm right there with you. Those two picks are a picks for me. They fill needs and water gun to your head. Who's starting week one? I think Cam Newton's starting week one.
1: I don't think it'll last as long as people think it will because I've heard people talking about how Jones won't hit the field all year. Um, if that's true, honestly, it's probably good for the Patriots because that means they're not terrible. Uh means Cam Newton's playing well. I don't think Cam Newton will play well. So I would say Cam Newton starts week one. If I had to guess, I'd say probably week
0: five. <laughs> <clears throat> okay okay
2: yeah i think a lot of it's gonna have to do with how the schedule shakes out and uh how the team's performing because you know if they get like I mean, a week seven by and they're three and three maybe bill's like all right well let's see what the kids got yep i think it uh, i think it depends on the on the win
1: loss because if the, the Patriots brought in a lot of talent. Now you can argue with some of the signings, they overpaid and everything like that, but they are a more talented football team than last year. There's, oh, the, more, there's no yeah. question about that. They're better. Um, so unless they are uh, failing, I think probably they'll ride with whoever's winning games, but it, it should be interesting to watch.
2: Yeah. And I'm, I'm just going to give Bill a ton of credit for actually drafting a quarterback in the first round. Yeah. Um, I, and Jesus this is all I heard was people bitching. Well, we need a quarterback. We need a quarterback. And he drafted one. So <laughs> until you see whether or not he's successful in the NFL, I think just cheer for him to do the best he can. And from, from what my money's worth uh, you know, I think Mac Jones has a, you know, a higher floor than Justin Fields does, you know, lower ceiling, higher floor for sure. And yeah, I think it was a, uh, hell of a pick especially when you didn't need to spend any extra just to go get them
1: i mean just and to me it was just how it felt right to them because coming into the draft i didn't i thought all five would be gone in the top ten uh we all did
2: yeah yeah, we all did we didn't we didn't see a trade until the 10th pick yeah and you know that wasn't even for a quarterback so it was weird because you were expecting you know the panthers to trade out you know there was all the talk of the Falcons wanted to trade out a number four and, the Lions yeah the Do-
0: and- uh, Broncos
2: did yeah, you I see that
0: it. clip of the Broncos GM with George Patton Payton Payton he's yeah. taking calls and he's like I gotta <laughs> yeah. let you go somebody's I got somebody calling that's gonna offer me more yeah and he just you hangs up on another line
2: trying to really me some I missed that one
0: <laughs> he's like yeah this guy's gonna offer me more I gotta go like <laughs> and everybody in the room starts laughing uh, before we move on to our brand new segment, um, two things I wanted to bring up. First one is, did you guys catch the video of the awkwardness in the Eagles war room where Howie's trying to fish, fish, fish pump, <laughs> Howie's trying to fish pump everybody, fist bump everybody. And then they get to that old guy on the right side of your screen and he's just like not having it. Well, it turns out that old guy is senior advisor and the senior uh scout. He's in charge of scouting on the team. He was not happy. Apparently he wanted the cornerback that the Giants picked right before them. Like the Giants the Eagles traded back 3 spots and then the Giants traded up in front of them to take this corner. And I forget his name. I believe it might be Robinson, something Robinson. This guy was pissed and, you know, of course, like how he does, he downplayed it in a press conference. Oh, these guys are emotional. They work so hard on scouting. They all want their guys. But what it showed me was that article that came out in The Athletic a few weeks ago was spot on. They're still not, you know, listening to the you know other voices in the room. They still think they know more than everybody else. They put on a good show for the draft and I am thankful for Devonte Smith, but that right there showed me there are still issues in that building and it's not getting better soon. F-H. I had to get that off my chest. FH.
2: It was hilarious. Holy fuck
0: out of here. <laughs> Fire Firehousey. Fire i see. <clears throat> I'm having trouble with words, man. <laughs> me too. Fish pump housey. <laughs> fish pumping. <laughs> Hashtag fish pumping. Um, no, my favorite part of the draft for real, though, outside of seeing guys I really want or Boise State players get drafted. My favorite thing is these guys. Oh, my God, oh, Jesus is when the prospects get the call. It's one of my favorite things. Half the time I get teared up, but some of these are so friggin' cool. Did you see the Carolina Panthers when they drafted that long snapper? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was like towards the end of the draft, and he's like, "So you coming? This is Coach Matt Rule saying this." And the guy's like, oh, "I'm trying to figure that all out." And he's like, "No, I just drafted you. Are you coming?" And he's like,
2: "You do what? Well, I'll fucking walk there right now." Yeah. <laughs> and then the owner gets on the phone. He's like, "We'll send you an escort." Like, yeah, you don't have to walk. <laughs> I love that he said "escort" too. Not, yeah. we'll send somebody to get you. <laughs> I like think my
0: favorite the one lady was of the evening. Uh, what's his name uh oh he got drafted by the cardinals in the first round was it javon something when he's like the coach is like you ready he's like coach i'm gonna fucking kill somebody we're gonna kill everyone and he's like i like your energy
2: (laughs) (laughs) way overhyped that's that's taken a little too far all right I, i think for me like in the draft what was surprising not including the bills, but how good the draft was for the AFC East, like yeah. Those, you know, the Patriots, the Jets, the Dolphins, they added a lot of talent on their team, and uh, that's gonna make it very interesting, uh, very interesting season for, for that division. Well, it's Assuming good too. Zach Wilson's worth a damn
0: to see like each one of those teams getting better because. Elijah, plug your ears. I know you love the Patriots, but it's kind of nice when the division is competitive year in and year out and you don't have the same team win. I mean, if it was my team, I'd want them to win every year too. But from like someone who's outside the division, like I don't like to see the same teams in the Super Bowl every year. I think it's cool when we have different matchups, teams that haven't been there too often. As a football fan, if my team's out, I'm rooting for somebody that never gets a chance. Like, I don't know. That's just the way my brain works. I I I,
1: agree with that, and that's what I do. But it is really nice to win the division every
0: year. Except this past year.
1: (laughs) Except this last one and then back in 2009. Yeah, it was fun for a while. Like, it's just like, ah, we're going to win.
0: Who cares? Just fast forward to the playoffs playoffs i wish we could fast forward to the season but we can't because 17 sundays to go let's go we are in dead season so that means here on the joint practices podcast we are starting a new segment we're going to do every week and each week one of us is in charge of this segment this week i started and it's called five questions we're gonna talk about five non-football questions this is almost like a seven on seven preview type of thing I got some weird ass questions and we're going to hit you guys with it. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. All right. Question number one. And you guys can answer whenever you're ready. I'm In ready. what year will humans finally see a being from another planet?
1: Uh, we're going to get dark for a 2nd Uh, You're never. And that's not to say that beings aren't out there. They're definitely out there. Um, but and i know this was supposed to be funny but it's not going to be uh, uh <laughs> Thanks, space Bill is Nye. so space is so vast and large and light moves so slowly which is crazy to say compared live uh, comparatively to the size of space that uh the odds of just the timelines matching up for uh civilizations to be able to send uh <laughs> essentially radio waves at the speed of light and see each other is so low like let's welcome to my TED talk. Uh, let's look at how long we've been able to send radio waves into space. it's just over a century so a hundred years and the universe is roughly depending on if you believe in the bible um between 6000 and 13 billion years old so even if you don't believe in science and uh I don't know, you went to homeschool. Uh, it's still like six thousandths the minimum, and that's still a big amount of time. But the other number's thirteen billion. So we're not going to see anyone. Like we're going to blow ourselves up in the next hundred years, probably. We're not going to see anyone before that. Even if there was,
2: uh,
1: you know, an alien sitting shaking his dick at us, ten light, uh, you know, ten million light years away or whatever, <laughs> we're not going to see it. It's sad. We're not going to see his alien dick, but we're <laughs> not going to see it. We're stuck here on Earth. Every week you give intro material. It's <laughs> Literally. literally <laughs> we're stuck on this stupid rock with each other and we're all dicks. We don't have any aliens out there to go hang out with. Like, yeah, we're in quarantine with ourselves on the planet Earth and it's not going great.
2: No. Um I'm going to get a drink. Years from now, we'll be sitting here going, yeah, we destroyed the planet, but we made the shareholders a hell of a lot of money there for a little while. It was beautiful. I was (laughs) waiting for Steve to just be like 2025. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, if it's going to happen, it's going to be sooner rather than later. And with the FBI, you know, coming out this past year and being like, yeah, you know, UFOs are real. We don't know what they are, but there's something out there. So, you know, I would think if it was going to happen, the, you know, armed forces are going to shoot down somebody's uh, ship from out of the sky and uh, we'll see what we find. (laughs) There's a whole, you know, Area 51, too, you know, a lot of stories coming out of there, some pictures and stuff, so.
0: Who knows? Um, they shoot a ship down and then they crack it open and it's like a real life Jimmy Neutron. He's like, hey, why'd you shoot me down?
2: Yeah. I don't know. It, it's Phineas it'll and be interesting, but I mean, <laughs> with, with the fact that, you know, we're still chasing Bigfoot and shit like that. It's like, we're, we're stupid. So, Wait, so you're telling me Bigfoot's not real? No, no, no. I'm saying, you know, I don't know for sure. I haven't seen it. You know, it's not like I have looked out my window one day and Bigfoot's out there shaking his Sasquatch dick <laughs> after taking a leak in my backyard or anything. Just but, talk to the alien shaking his alien dick. Yeah. That's gonna stop doing that. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think if it's if it's going to happen, it's gonna be because there is some being from another planet that has an interest in the human race and will introduce themselves to us. I don't think it's gonna be something where we're like, hey, look what we found. And to keep this going my name is Frank uh if there
1: is an alien race that has the ability to contact us and get to Earth they are going like they would be so technologically beyond us and I don't even just mean like Independence Day like welcome to Earth I don't even mean that I I mean not even being able for us to comprehend their their language and their their everything like that if they've uh mastered interstellar interstellar and and probably intergalactic travel like they're not going to care about a bunch of Moderately hairy chimpanzees that I don't know are racist and slaughter pigs and turn them into balls to throw around and then talk about it on a fucking podcast.
2: Yeah, why are they going to
1: care about that?
2: We invented medicine that makes your penis hard.
1: They might not Boom. even have penises, or maybe they have. More how than are one. they going
2: to say hi? <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a great point. So, so yeah, um, I think to wrap up this first question in a nutshell is. Uh, People on Earth should stop being such assholes.
0: All right. Question number two. Should cereal with milk be classified as
2: soup? As an expert on soup? Yes. Yes, it should.
1: This question is literally
2: the reason that aliens will never contact us. (laughs) Here's, here's, Here's all you need to know. You know, it's liquid. There's food inside the liquid soup doesn't right. technically have to be hot. The only thing I care about with cereal and milk is that you don't pour the milk in the bowl first and then pour the cereal in. Who does that? I know it's ridiculous. Like I want to pour my, my cereal into the bowl and then I want to make sure I got enough milk in the bowl to cover the cereal. So I, I'm not like if you're going to do it the other way why don't you just eat the cereal out of the box if you don't want it you know absorbing some milk who does it the other way that's a thing yeah, apparently it is if you okay. do that if you put the milk in the bowl first and please, then the cereal
0: i would like please to contact me us <laughs> at elijah the woe we need to have a
1: discussion we'll get you on the podcast and we'll just berate you for being an idiot
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is a, like It's a crazier scenario to me than the people that don't have inner monologues. Uh, I talk
0: to myself constantly.
2: Yeah. Inner
1: and outer for me. Elijah, cereal (laughs) with milk, a soup. So I've never thought about it before, obviously. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) Obviously. So you're catching me off guard. To me, me, no, it's not a soup. That's what (sighs) I'm going with. And I don't have a great explanation why, other than that's how I
0: feel. You know the best part is, Elijah, uh Steve just said why as you were speaking, and you kind of looked up in his in my screen. His <laughs> he's right above you. So it was like you're looking at him. Like, how dare you question me? <laughs> that was great. All right. Question number three. Give me a made-up word that you would like to add to the English dictionary. Uh
1: dick wickle and that is when an alien shakes his dick at you it's a dick wickle it's a it's a primitive form of alien communication dick wickle
2: I'm, I'm up much for making up words and honestly the shit that they add to the dictionary on a yearly basis infuriates me so i don't think i want to make up anything and add it to the english language it's already terrible as it is and it's getting worse by the year. I am
0: shocked and appalled that you did not use- okay wait I do have one I do have
2: one because when when we were writing the uh, Sean Stephenary back in the day, uh, the one that comes to mind that it has to be in the in the dictionary is Boner logical clock. <laughs> is that one word? Well technically it's two if you put the clock on the end, but yeah. Could you use it in a sentence, please? Uh it's the male version of having, you know, the baby fever. That's uh-huh. that's the definition.
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh. I would have to go with
2: ton troll, which is a word I made up. Yeah, so why would I want to add it if you made it up? It's like you yeah. probably have a fucking laundry list of these just <laughs> waiting to go. You don't know what a ton troll is? It's a five-pound bag of shit. <laughs> okay. A, yeah. You All know right. what a gorgomile is? <laughs> a flock of sheep. A
0: flock of sheep.
2: <laughs> a flock a flock of sheep, by the way. Not a herd. A flock of sheep. Gorgomile. Got him. All right. <laughs> I got to move on. I'm going to lose it. <laughs>
0: okay. Question four. If animals could talk, which animal would be the rudest? This is easy. This is
1: obvious. It's cats. My cat's an <laughs> asshole. He looks at me like I'm a, I'm literally scooping his piss and shit out of a litter box. And he's staring at me like, look at you fucking pathetic humans. To me, that's pretty rude. I'm trying to clean and feed him. And he's like, get the fuck away from me. So to me, it's cats. And they're pretentious. They're dicks
2: about it. But I love them. Cats are assholes. I, I think I'd have to agree. I don't know. Maybe maybe birds. Because we got a couple of geese, and we got a female goose that's sitting on a nest right now. And every time you walk by the house, she's just very angry. So yeah, some form of bird for me, I guess. If not peacocks, cats. peacocks are douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> what about peacunts? Oh, got
0: him. I just, that's the female version, right? (laughs) Elijah does not want to speak right now. Nope. Gonna be a pass from me, boys. All right, question five. To round this out, what three things could you buy at a grocery store to get the weirdest look from the cashier? (laughs) Okay.
2: Okay. Uh, Let's see: olive oil, an English cucumber, and a box of condoms.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'm going. With, I'm going with Nyquil, uh, some duct tape, and a pineapple. <laughs> and Sean, what are you bringing to the party?
0: I am gonna do some vaseline some fruity pebbles and some cottage cheese
1: and what makes it even weirder and the face even stranger is that we're gonna do those three in order so steve walks through first with his cucumber
2: and his olive oil and then i combine with some nyquil and And after i pay for my stuff i stand right by the cashier waiting for a while and you just wait and then we wait for sean to buy his and sean rolls up and we're
1: like all right we're good and he goes oh no i forgot the cottage cheese and he has to run back out and we're left there like kids waiting for their mom
0: Dude, that happened to me the other day. I went to the grocery store. I forgot my wallet. I had to run out to the car and get it. Like that asshole, while he rung up my stuff. God damn it! Oh, I I
1: I was I was rolling it through Hannaford, and I had alcohol, obviously. And uh, I was going to check out, and the guys like self checkout. And usually, I just wave the alcohol and say, "Yeah, no problem. I just have this." And you know, so you gotta do this. I try to tell them early, so I don't stand there like an asshole. No problem. Head right on in. So I went in. I scanned it. And then he left. I was like, uh, "Hello," and no one came. So I'm just standing there with a giant bottle of vodka that, for once, wasn't actually for me. And uh, no one showed up. And then finally, this very annoyed cashier that had been watching me for a little bit came over and did it. And I was like, I, "This was this was
2: not me." I, I'm sorry. He told me to come here. I'm very sorry. Yeah, he tricked me. We've already had that. That rant on don't be that asshole with the alcohol through a self-checkout. Yep. <laughs> see, I never before I never used to, but
1: now uh at least at my Hannaford, they they try to push people through as fast as possible because of all the new restrictions or all the old restrictions now that they try. I've gone through the self-checkout probably 15 times with alcohol, but I always make sure that they see it. So they I, come uh, and they ring it through.
2: We have the same issue with our Hannaford where you know there's the director of the line. Was walking up and down hey self checkout. and every single time they asked me i just go no nah, i don't work here <laughs>
1: i love it because I, I already work worked
2: for people. this company
0: today
1: <laughs> oh that's true that's true
2: oh i hope you guys enjoyed our new segment because Wait, i want to go back to the the made up word because yep we, we need to put uh brandel Wat, friend of gorloff son of hungoo and all things wet and shaved Conquer the conqueror of all things wet and shaved. Sorry, so that's that's definitely going to be in there too. Note You know what a you know what a word is, right? <laughs> I gave you the word. It's Brando, Brando Wap. Wap, and then I gave uh. you the definition. <laughs> friend of Gorloff. Well, how dare I get on my level? <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen the Hoon Goonies picture. That's. It's what a wop is, right? Dead smack <laughs> in the center of that picture. I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna take a wild guess that I have not seen that. Uh you should have. It was on the stop is the new go MySpace
1: for years. Okay, I probably did then, but perhaps blacked it out. I don't know. I was a dramatic young child.
0: All right. I hope you guys enjoyed our new segment. Next week, let's see who's gonna be Elijah or Steve. Depends if we Steve. want to lean it. Steve. Oh. Steve, you're in okay. charge of the questions next week.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. And that's gonna do it for episode 155 of the Joint Practices Podcast. Hey, I know Steve has. I know I have. We both are completely vaxxed. Both shots in the arm. Totally upgraded, updated. We're on the server. We are we'll at the mercy IG, of the Democrats. Maybe
1: i only got the 4g johnson and johnson
0: hey we're all vax baby do your part if you want to take your mask off and you want your restrictions lifted you got to get vaccinated people it's not that fucking hard go get your shot yeah be a man but, but my rights though my rights. yeah your rights you want your rights you want to take your mask off you want to go I, to your gun club and beat hey, your wife i'm not i'm not gonna be a guinea pig i'm not a lab rat nope you're just gonna be a guinea pig in an experiment to see how long you can keep a piece of cloth on your face. <clears throat> All right, get your shot, spread love, be kind, call your mother. It's Mother's Day next weekend. Don't forget, guys. Uh-oh. We're
2: Better call Portland Glass. Hmm.
0: <laughs> All right. And with that being said, Elijah Arnold. Take it away.
1: Thank you. Uh or you can tweet us at joint practices at 11 the go at the doc says at elijah the woe at Stephen the swoke, send us a tweet with the hashtag if you didn't laugh i was gonna get through it uh, send us a tweet with a hashtag dick wickle let us know you're listening we'd love to hear more from you can you spell dick wickle for me d-i-c-k-w-i-c-k-l-e
2: dick wickle sounds just like dick trickle <laughs> Oh, yeah, wherever you're listening, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, tune in, make sure to subscribe, rate, review, share it with your friends, and keep listening to the Joint Practices podcasts because this season is going to be fun. Yep, and if you
0: want to be on the show, you can. You can be on an episode of 7 on 7s, we'll ask you 7 football questions, 7 non-football questions, like the nonsense you just heard. Just email us, jointpracticespod at gmail.com. Message us on Instagram, joint practices, or on Twitter. Elijah just gave you the tweetables. So hit us up and we'll have you on and we'll have ridiculous fun and laugh hysterically. We have 17 Sundays until NFL football. I want to do seven, seven on sevens before then. So the challenge have to, to you fans out. is there. Should you choose to accept it, let us know. Thank you. Flaggles fly. Good old
2: Vikings, dick quickle. <laughs> <laughs> we have a mistake.
0: That's that first stop. I'll let you say that guy's name because you
2: like to say Come it. Move, Hill. <laughs> Granny Larson, I'm sure she'd love to hear it. So, yeah, <laughs> she'll love all the swear words and dank jokes. It'll be great. Joy 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 join join, 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 join join, join, join practices.